Hello, welcome to our podcast. Hi, it's Jen. And hi, it's Tim. And we're back. What an exciting week. I've been so looking forward to this podcast. Mm. It seems like every corner I've turned this week has come up. And it's just screaming at me. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Shame, blame, and forgiveness. We put it out there and, you know, we actually are following through with our, you know, um, podcast after podcast so that the the one just ties right into the next mm. and i think this is just really important because this one has been weighing heavy for quite some time um you know building up friendships building up relationships there's so much to that when you're starting from a clean slate But when you're holding so much turmoil and chaos and shame and blame Mm. to self, you're so quick to go to judgment. I am so quick to go to judgment because I don't want to speak for anybody else. But I feel that that judgment that I have on myself immediately goes to, you are not good enough. And, you know, we talked about in the, the, not the the last podcasts, talking about how we were either hanging out with people that were lesser than in our thought processes so that we could feel good about ourselves or reach into, marry into families that were better than the ones that we had so we could strive for a better difference in our life. And it's that part is that that all comes with the fact that we don't feel good about who we are or what we're about. So when you go into a relationship, a friendship or an intimate relationship with a a, boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, whatever the case may be, it is that part that you're not feeling good about who you are and that fact that you just are not good enough. Yeah, trying to be something else. Yeah. And then comes in the people-pleasing and all the other side effects that come along with that, that you just want to be loved and accepted. But that love and acceptance has to start from within. So huge. So huge. Yeah. Yeah. I look around at the world and I feel like most people go around that Mm. in life. Like most people are always outsourcing the idea of the love that they feel like they're missing, you know, instead of realizing that it's within and that you have to connect to it, you know, um, there's always this idea of the sadness and despair coming from the lack of connection to others, you know, and not realizing that we have it inside ourselves, And that connection to self is what then in turn can offer it out. Yeah. To others. I mean, and I'm just, I mean, from my own self, I don't even have a good grasp on that. I understand it. I understand it. I think I've started to understand it, you know, within this last decade or so. Um, the idea that it was inside of me. Yeah. That I was looking for it, you know, outside of me forever. You know, and then I can tie that right into the, to the blame. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then the internal shame of I'm not good enough 
because I oh, wasn't man. looking within, right? Yeah. So, but even having the conscious and awareness of that and knowing that did not just automatically snap and turn the switch to say, oh, I got it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, here I've been knowing and consciously aware of it for, I would say, like a decade. And I'm still really struggling with yeah. getting a more solid connection to self and the acceptance and the love. Like I really, I'm being dead set honest right now. I really thought I had such a good grasp on it not too long ago. And I think it was just recently where you and I were having a conversation and I was going, I've been lying to myself, right? Do you <laughs> yeah, remember that? Yeah. I've been lying to myself saying that I'm good enough, that I think I'm good enough. And, you know, when I was diving in deeper and deeper, I guess taking off the layers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I've been taking off a lot of layers. Yeah. You know, so now there's this new layer that's come off. So I'm able to get a little bit deeper within myself. And I'm like, man, there it is again. Yeah. I don't feel good enough. Man, there it is again. I don't feel good enough. Meanwhile, I was under this impression <laughs> that I kind of, you know, was doing good in that department. Yeah. But as I started to peel the layers, I realized that, um, you know, lately I've been you know, getting more present with myself in where I'm at now. And I'm realizing that I'm still doing it. I'm still in these places where I'm not feeling good enough. Um, you know, so, you know, so just even being aware of it doesn't, doesn't make it go away. It's such a, yeah. a such an unlearning, relearning process. Yeah. You know, you know, we were talking about the, you know, the whole, you know, Richard Rohr and the, you know, the, the thought process of restorative or punitive justice, you know, we're so quick to blame ourselves for everything that, you know, we've done wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and it's that fact of that judgment that comes down. We are judge, jury, and executioners of ourselves. Yep. And in turn, we steal our own power. Yeah. We take away from the energy that we can actually put out into this world. Yep. Because, I mean, and I... I, I I, I say we because it's like when you and I talk, it's like I hear so many things that you say and it just resonates with me. Yeah. And I know that we're on the same page. And I know a lot of people go through life so much differently. You know, there's people that do have secure attachments that, you know, growing up where they felt that they were in a safe place. And there's, you know, things that are a little bit different. You know, Definitely. But, it's, no, it's not a one size fits all. And that's another yeah. thing that you and I have been talking about this week. Yeah. You know? that maybe we can, you know, talk about a little bit as we go on that, you know, what, what we say, you know, could offer up to a lot of people and maybe the understanding in an empathetic way where that people can walk in our shoes, they can really know where we're coming from because they've been there. And there's others that aren't going to understand that have had a much less difficult time of it. Yeah. Um, and they might not be able to empathize. They might be able yeah. to have compassion, you know, but not mm -hmm. fully really understand where we're coming from. I mean, I think that that's a big, important part of why our society doesn't do well. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of that picture that you and I both really liked of like, there was a fish and an elephant. Yeah. Remember, it was like yeah, a whole bunch yeah. of different, you know, and then like, like the, the one teacher, you know, yeah. expecting everybody to understand this lesson the same. And it's like, but, but we're all so different. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Um, and it's really the same thing with our, our society here. You know, we expect everybody to be you know, learning and doing in the same way. There's these standards that are just not, yeah. and it's all across the board, not just of in course. school and learning, but, you know, for me, very specifically, because of all the issues that I've been through with my physical health, um, 
it's different there too. We all have different genetics. We all have different backgrounds. So to treat everybody the same yeah. to me is crazy. Yeah. And it causes and, and compounds a lot of trauma yeah. for us. So I, I hear what you're saying. Expecting yeah. everybody to take things in the same exact way across the board is just not going to work. Yeah. You know, being a supervisor at work, you know, I have to take a look at the personnel that's underneath me and I can't expect the same from everybody. Everybody has their own things that they're good at. And it's instead of knocking them down for what they're not good at, it's that give them the ability to succeed yeah. and help them by giving them things that are in their wheelhouse, that mm-hmm. they understand that it's easier for them. Yeah. And then somebody else can pick up the area where they're a little bit better at, where you need them in, in different different points. You know, I find for me that when I'm so busy blaming myself and shaming myself for any of my past, one, I can't dive into the work yeah. to heal. Yeah. And I don't want to be there. And I'm so judgmental of self. But the part that gets really hard is that I find myself being judgmental of others around me. Yeah, it goes hands in hands. And it's like, wow, wow. It's like, here, wait, I'm talking about myself right here. But yet mm-hmm. I get judgmental of the people around me and their actions. Yeah. And it's like, that's unfair. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to do with what I have going on in my life, but yet I take it out on them and what they have going on. And it's such a strange existence. Yeah, I, it reminds me of the time, and um, I hope you're okay with me saying this. I think you should be, because you're, you're usually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we're usually pretty good with uh, understanding what each other's okay with. But uh, we were working outside in the gardens when one of the houses on our blocks were for sale. And a car was driving yeah, down to look yeah, at the house. You're, you're cool with me talking about 100%. This. And, um, and it was it was a younger girl who was smoking a cigarette in the car, and there was a baby in the back of the, the yeah. car in a car seat. And you know, you had made this comment like, "Well, you know, keep driving," something like that. Like, right? Like, we don't really, we don't want somebody like that, you know, to live in the house. And you know, it like really triggered me. Even though, like, I understood, yeah. it wasn't that I didn't understand, you yeah. know, what you yeah. were saying, where you were coming <clears> from. <throat> but it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was, you know, we're just admitting it was a judgmental comment, one hundred percent, absolutely. Even though, like, we we can, you know, be honest in saying that we don't think that smoking around a child is appropriate for us, yeah. you know. But the fact that we were judging it, that you. Had had judged it in that way yeah and you know very specifically triggered me in the way of you know um I was always just so so judgmental yeah you know as a young mother and that rigidness and that strong judgment you know of others really put me in such a bad place and it was so much pain you know that I had gone through and a lot of my let's just say recovery, you know, from that, um, from the shame and blame from self. And I do feel like I've come a long way that I'm able to forgive myself for a lot now came with the, um, compassion for others. Like giving it to others was very helpful in me being able to give it to myself, you see. So like lessening the judgment. So, you know, just trying to have more understanding that I have no idea where this young woman is coming from you know what kind of life she you know she led and what brought her to that place that she felt like she needed to use you know cigarettes as you know a help advice to get her through her day and then I don't think anybody really wants to spend a tremendous Mm -hmm. amount of money on cigarettes and be tied to something that's addicting you know 
um, purposefully. Yeah, yeah. You know, these are all vices that we use to help us get through um, because we live in a society that isn't setting us up to thrive. You know, I mean, yeah. honestly, I mean, I would say most of us would agree that we live in a society that is setting us up for failure in a sense. We're definitely not being, you know, set up to thrive, that's for sure. I mean, most of us are working way too hard to just barely make it, and some people aren't even making it. I mean, we're, we're here in the United States, you know, we're in a ton of debt. Um, yeah. You have real, you know, really rich or, um, you know, I don't even know, you know, some of us don't believe that there's even a middle class anymore, you know, there's yeah, clearly, yeah. and I know it's like this in other places of the, the world, just I can only speak for where I am and what I know here and what I'm living through. So we're not set up for success. Um, it's, you know, we, we really have to fight for just basic existence. Um, so yeah. I don't think that people would choose to be addicted and to spend money and to actually now all of us, I would say, for the most part, know there's even warnings on cigarettes that it's even harmful to your health. Yeah. So uh, I can't, uh, I cannot, you know, sit in a place like where I'm thinking that somebody is going to choose that. We're, we're just really all trying to survive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, the idea of thriving is so far out of my, you know, even my window yeah. in my own mind, you know, I, I can, I can visualize it with certain, you know, thoughts and ideas in my head, but mm -hmm. not actually bring it to a place where I feel that I could live it right yeah. now. And I'm talking about a thriving, yeah. you know, even though I feel that I'm doing more than surviving, you know, that I am living my life, um, just, you know, not in a way that I can actually thrive. There's, there's a lot of difficulties, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and looking back, you know, introspectively at that moment, you know, here I am myself coming back from, you know, doing dip and smoking cigars mm -hmm. and, you know, probably smoking around my kids <clears throat> when I shouldn't have been. Um, growing up in a household where both my parents smoked and yeah. they drove in the car with yeah. me yeah. with windows up in the winter, you know, both smoking non-filtered cigarettes. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I think where for me, when I look inwardly at it, it's that blaming and that shaming that I haven't dealt with of my own transgressions that, of course, comes out as judgment on other people. Yeah. I take a look and it's like I could probably put a mirror right on that car going past and look <laughs> at myself and say, oh, my God. Yeah. That is what it's all about. It has nothing to do with that, you know, yeah. with a poor woman driving down the street. And what she has going on has to do with me. Yeah. And what I went through and, and I didn't process and yeah. I didn't heal from. Yeah. And that just makes me think about this week's... Um, and it would bring up Richard Gore again. I guess yeah. we're both big fans. But, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, what his uh, message was this week was compassion. Yeah. And it was a good one. It really hit yeah. me. It, it, you know, again, once again, it felt like it was, it was like speaking directly to me. You know, when you have that divine intervention in your life, you have to pay attention. You know, those yeah. signs. And it really felt like everything that I was thinking about and everything that I was going through, um, when I would read them, when I would read these morning meditations, I was like, how are they in my thoughts? <laughs> How do they know that this is exactly what I'm going through? When I'm, um, 
but it's, it, that's what it comes down to compassion. So going yeah. back to like what I, you know, what I was talking about, you know, with what you had said and, you know, how I was trying to, in that moment, explain to you why I couldn't be part of that judgment Yeah. and, you know, um, the, what I was trying to explain. And I think it is part of, of your story and what you were going through at that time. Absolutely. Um, you know, really <clears throat> trying not to be hard on yourself, but not realizing that you know you can't do it even though you understand it you know it's a process um but i would say you know and you'd have to answer you know me what you think that you're maybe that was a year or two ago probably a couple years ago right yeah that you might be in a much better place today or different place i should say with having compassion for self you know than you were then um because it is the compassion for self that helps you um you know I guess you could say the restorative part of the justice of the wrongs of yeah. yourself, the world's right. It kind of just goes hand in hand. Like you, you really can't get to that place of forgiveness and love and turn that corner without giving up that judgment yeah. of yourself. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that reciprocity that we were talking about, you know, that kind of back and forth swing with the flow where it's coming to you. Now you have to connect to self. How are you connecting to self? Are you connecting to yourself with judgment? Yeah. yeah. And shame <clears throat> and yeah. blame? Or are you connecting to yourself with compassion? Because yeah. if you can connect to yourself and you can connect to yourself with compassion, then once that reciprocity comes out and goes out to the world and hits your relationships, hits you know things around you, it's going to be hit with that same offering. Yeah. And that is how the healing goes. Yeah. Yeah. And it it just, it's so, it's it's a great, great point because in those processes of healing allows you to take those layers off. Yeah. And then we've spoke about so much about vulnerability, Mm. you know, that vulnerability of self being outspoken and letting that out. There's so much deeper inside that still has layers over the top of it. And you're going to look and see through those layers. And that's where your judgment or your opinions are going to be manifested through. But when you can get down to your true, raw, vulnerable self, that gives you the ability to look at everything around you with such compassion and such understanding. It's like... Wow. Yeah. Wow. So this is so huge. And I'm thinking about it. The more I have compassion and forgiveness for self, and it's like, it feels like my heart's lighter. Yeah. Then I can also look around at the world and the pains where I want to hold other people accountable for their, the pain they bestowed upon me. Yeah. And it feels so much lighter and softer. Yeah. That I can actually give it yeah you know so um i know on the mother wound podcast that we did and it's i don't know why but it's come back to me so many times because i guess because you know me like i'm always thinking i'm gonna do this and yeah, sometimes yeah. it's like complete opposite and i know i've talked about that a lot where i thought i was gonna be a chatty kathy and then i end up being like <laughs> can't say a word you know yeah. um so it's kind of I don't want to say haunted me, but it stuck with me a lot. Mm -hmm. The fact that even though I do feel like I was able to get out some of my truth with my mother wound, 
I didn't have the compassion for my mother that yeah. I wished I had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuck with me that I felt like, you know, there's still a little bit of, I don't want to say, like, I do believe that there is a reasonable amount of, a reasonable amount of anger that you have yeah. when people hurt you. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of hurt in that place. But I really felt, I think that I was holding on to it a little more tightly than I felt comfortable with. Yeah. Like I knew that there was a lot of work to be done there. And so since that um, episode, and we're going back now over a year, right? Yeah. Because that was the year before. <clears throat> I think it was last Mother's La- Day. Yeah, so last year. <clears throat> um, I have gone to a much better place. It's slow, but slow and steady where now... I'm able to sit with it, talk about it, think about it, and have a lot more compassion. And it's been good. It's a good feeling. Yeah. So it's definitely a process, but it is the compassion and that, that gets to be traded instead of the blame. Yeah. And the shame. Yeah. Oh, because that's... even the blame, <clears throat> the blame, right, from me going out, causes me to feel shame yeah. which is what i'm yeah. expressing yeah the fact that i felt shame attached to the blame that was still in me in that episode so the blame that i was putting out wow. the fact that i didn't have the compassion to match it wow. caused me to feel shame yeah for self for not having it all this time so like just bringing that up and recognizing that like it's the compassion that turns the blame, right? And the compassion that we can give out can get brought back to us. Yeah. And it gets brought back as love and compassion for self, not shame. Yeah. So shame and blame, really, if you think about that reciprocity, right? And yeah, going it's back that flow that just goes between. So it's the different ne- people. you can either do the negative flow with the shame yeah, or blame, yeah, yeah. whether you're gonna you know feel shame by blaming. Or if you want to be able to give the compassion to self, you're going to be able to give it out to the world. Yeah. And then it's the same, you know, where you Because can... once you give that compassion and understand that it takes away the shame, the blame, the yeah. judgment. Yeah. And it turns into forgiveness. Yeah. Unconditional love. Yeah. Where we, you know, we... Have where we all want to be, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all want to yeah, be We there. had this deep conversation this morning, which is, of course, going to be a whole nother conversation, a whole nother <laughs> podcast, you know. What is love? Oh man, that was such yeah. a great conversation. I mean, that's huge. It's like we really huge. we gotta like record some of the ones that we just sit and do. It's just crazy, but it's that future podcast of, though. That was really good. What is love? It's you know, it's that that part of you know that compassion and that empathy and that forgiveness. Um, you know, it's like as soon as you put shame, blame, and judgment into love, is what actually is it? Yeah. You know, it's it's negative and it's toxic. It's a very dangerous environment to be in. You know, when you you go back to you know Richard Rora, and I I just love that self compassion. It was that love one another as I have loved you. You know, but the the biggest thing that that comes along with is the assumption that you're loving yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where it has to start. Yeah. You can't give it if you don't have it. 
And yeah. as soon as we connect to self, and some of us, and I know Tim, you know, I don't know how much you want to, you know, would want to talk about this, but you know, your struggles with connecting to self. Yeah. Oh, know? absolutely. And I know that we all somewhat might have, you know, might have some issue with that. You know, the, the more depthful, you know, people, yeah. some people can go really depthful and some people, you know, have a hard time, but you really, that was an area that you really struggled with and you're, you're still, still in your process. Still, yeah. So the idea that number one, you need to connect to self without being dissociated where you spent most of your life dissociated. Yes. So when you yeah. have a dysfunctional childhood and it can be extremely dysfunctional yeah. and, you know, both of us can consider our childhoods toxic, you know, at times, many times. Um, an extreme dysfunction. Not everybody is going to relate there, but some of us in those places, you know, as a child, as a brain, we are programmed to survive. So yeah. a child might have to disassociate from themselves completely to survive in that childhood dysfunction or toxic environment. And I think in your case, that's what happens. Yep. So now coming <clears throat> back to connect to self, number one is in itself a huge feat. Yes. So not only working through that, but then connecting to self and figuring out how to love yourself because we weren't taught that either. You know, unfortunately, same when you're growing up in an environment where, you know, we could probably look around at our families and say there was some toxic love going around, but not healthy regular love so we didn't see people that were loving themselves because then we would have been in a completely different environment that's that's how families get dysfunctional and toxic right there it's passed down from generations generations Mm -hmm. of you know both of us with the alcoholisms the addictions you know um you know all of those really unhealthy behaviors yeah you know it's family dynamics so now you have to connect to self and learn how to love yourself and this is a twofold that you're doing right and until yeah. you do that, until you have that healthy love for self connection, healthy love for self, so you have to learn all these new patterns, so forget about the unlearning, yeah. the relearning, then be able to give that out. Yeah. And that yeah. is how you make a healthy relationship and healthy love between two people. You know, I know we... It's a huge we, process. It is. It <laughs> absolutely huge. is. You know, it's like when I, I, you know, we had talked about this quite a few times. It was like, you know, my father, you know, said it the most, but it was that... You know, see, God punished you. Mm. <clears throat> so when you do something, no matter what it is, and there is a you know reaction or something that comes along to it, as soon as you go into that aspect of see, even God doesn't love me. Mm. God's punishing me. Yeah. Oh, that's that whole Catholicism. Yeah, that just... it's that whole that whole thought process. So yeah. it's so hard to love yourself. <clears throat> Excuse me. When you are programs yeah i mean it was like i was programs. gonna say brainwashed programs you know to the yeah. aspect that you're you're not good enough you're you know you're always doing wrong and it's that you know you fall right into that aspect of i'm not good enough yeah. i'm not gonna make this yeah. so when you try to have and this is why we talk about relationship you know and especially the podcast you know relationship and healing childhood traumas it's that fact that those things that you that took you down when you were younger and you used them that created such a negative toxic self environment and when you can take another look at those and pull them back and say no no more am i going to judge myself no more am i going to let that take me over where 
I can't get to those wounds that are inside that need to be looked at because I look at them with such judgment and blame or shame that I deserved it because I did wrong. But when I turn it around to that compassion for self and I think to myself, wow, wow, you are beautiful. You are good. Yeah. You're hurting. Yeah. Yeah. And we can heal this together. Mm-hmm. And knowing full well that I can start taking those layers off one at a time yeah. to get that vulnerable, open heart that is inside of me that I just want to light up and shine. It's so beautiful, Tim. So to beautiful. other people. Yeah. You know? Um yeah. <clears throat> and I and me. I feel that. I feel what you're saying. I feel all that energy. And if you can't connect that with self because yeah. you're still blaming and shaming yourself how are you giving all of that yeah. love out that you want to so you know badly? we we talk about you know past relationships you know my my you know my past marriage uh relationships with my brothers my sisters my parents and i've held so much against them you know but it's that that fact that i need to take that accountability for myself and when I'm so busy judging and blaming myself for I don't want to say the little things but all of those inconsequential things that I don't need to do I don't want to look at myself for the things that I really need to take my yeah my things you know my my responsibility my accountability my my place in it yeah and you can do it with compassion. Yeah. Like, and I yeah. know, like, it makes so yes. much sense to me. And that's kind of going back to the story, you know, that kind of started it all up. Like, that just makes so much sense to me. You know, that compassion that we can give to ourself yeah. is so healing. It's yes. so healing. Yes. It's what gives us the ability to open up that heart and yeah. love all that love that we have in yeah. there that just feels stuck. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. like you were saying earlier about that flow going yes. back and forth. If I see the eternity me, sign, right? Yeah, Where exactly. it's like it's going yeah. back and forth on, and you guys can't see it, but I'm making this like hand movement the whole time. Going and it's it's that. basically an eternity symbol back and forth between two people. And it is that that fact that my energy shines upon you and your yeah. energy shines upon me. Am I going to have that a bright energy or am I going to have that yeah. a dark energy? Yeah. But that light that's inside of me needs to be yes. bright. Yes. Because otherwise I'm only going to send out dark. Yes. Yes. And that's where the compassion needs to begin. Yeah. With self. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I love having that aspect of being able to do it full circle and recognize. Because it does. It's a two-way street. Not only do I need to look at at the people that are around me, I need to look at myself as well so that I I can set boundaries clear and concise. That I'm not people-pleasing or cloning and creating boundaries that are based on what other people feel. They're based on what what I feel, me internally. Yeah, this is a whole new set now. So I think we're going to take a quick break because every time we try to make it under the hour, (laughs) we always get caught off guard because we never can do it. So we're going to take a quick break here and we'll process and then we'll come back and we'll start talking about the second part. I love it. 
Okay, we're back. Um, so I was just trying to process and then um, figure out exactly what it was that I was thinking that, you know, that Tim had brought up and what he was saying. Um, and it was definitely the word boundary, yeah. you know, that really hit me hard and just trying to explain and um, even understand myself what it is about a boundary with me that seems so scary. Yeah. Um, I understand them. I know how important they are. I love them. I embrace them. They make me feel safe. But yet I'm still in that, you know, process of trying to myself figure out how to probably use them um and for me personally the you know one of the biggest things is trying to understand how to use boundaries without feeling shame for myself for hurting the other person yeah so this is so hard for me and a lot of times what happens with me is i end up getting overwhelmed and completely shutting down. So I, you know, I have a really hard time in relationships and I usually um, just run from those places. Yeah. But at times I I have not. And especially as of lately, I have been really working much harder on things like that. And some of them going okay and some of them aren't. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't all have to do with me, see? Yeah, And yeah. it's so hard because sometimes other people will feel hurt by your boundary right and we know that you know in in these situations this is something that is human yeah yeah this is the work that we're doing here this is necessary for growth so Mm. i'm in a place where i want that and not everybody is or maybe they're in a place that they want it but they're not capable they're not there yet so my boundary has hurt somebody else and this is hard for me even though i'm trying so hard to practice it with the most loving grace possible and you know recently having an interaction where i had to put a boundary out and talked about how i felt i really still sit in a place where i feel good about myself even though that boundary was met with not kindness, yeah. you know, the opposite yeah. of that was met with defense, defensiveness and um, irritation and, yeah. you know, not good feelings. But I had to still stand strong in myself. I had to love myself through that moment, even though as a human, I was really <clears throat> sad yeah. and hurt yeah. that the other person wasn't able to meet me there. But this is hard work. Yes, it is. And, you know, that situation was, you know, pretty rare on the bigger you know um, scale of it for me where I sometimes really shut down before I even get there because I'm overwhelmed and afraid Mm -hmm. afraid of this idea of blame or shame on either side so you know sometimes we have to give in life the love for ourselves, right yeah to others when their behavior is harmful to us so for a long time i wasn't saying that i wasn't putting my boundary up that this behavior was harming me so when i'm coming and saying hey listen this behavior is harming me i love you and i need to you know put myself here because i need to love myself and this is why i'm sharing it and that person can't love you back 
they just don't have it, right? So now I have to hold that and I have to love myself through that. But that is really, really hard. Yeah. Really hard. And that is this place that I'm in with my healing where I'm taking a lot of the things that I know and understand about compassion and judgment and blame and loving myself through it. And I'm trying to institute it in my life. I mean, Tim and I, you know, I'm lucky. I feel, feel considered myself very blessed that I have a partner and a best friend that's willing to do this work. And I know that's something that I hear very often from others, you know, that know of me or know of, you know, the work that Tim and I are doing, you know, um, that they want that too. And it's not that, you know, I wouldn't say it's readily available, but it is something that you can look for. Yeah, yeah, you know, And that is definitely what I tell people when you're looking for a partner. I think we've even talked about this on some of our podcasts. (laughs) You don't need to be like, oh, what's your sign? What's your favorite color? You know, where do you come from? Are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to do the work? Do you, you know, do you want to do this, um, this journey? You know, and actually it was Dr. Chatterjee just had, um, this on, he shared this on his Instagram about that he felt so lucky and blessed that him and his wife were both on the journey. Did you happen to catch that? Yes. I yeah. know you like him yeah. too. Um, and I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't really see a lot of people talking about that. That was really cool. I like that. Um, and it did. he made a lot of sense with what he was saying. It's not that it's impossible yeah. to be in a relationship with somebody that's not <laughs> on their journey, that's not on their path. You know, that's not... Um, living in that place, but it sure as heck makes it a lot yeah. easier, yeah. you know, and better. Um, so I get to practice this and, you know, you do need to practice things. You can't 100%. expect that you're just going to go out there and just cause you know something, do it. I mean, yeah. you know, most of the time, no matter what we do, no matter if people are, are amazing at something or not, you know, we're out there practicing and you yeah. have to make mistakes. I mean, yeah. mistakes are part of life. It's part of being human. Mm-hmm. So when you have somebody that's willing to do that, willing to give you, you know, upfront basically the invitation that Tim and I give each other like listen here's the invitation you can make a mistake yeah I'm gonna say love you I'm gonna love you fiercely through it it does make it a lot easier to do it yeah you know than when when you don't have that invitation it makes you feel a lot safer and um, that's an amazing part of our relationship and, and a part that I love um so sometimes even you and I can't meet each other absolutely you know and we just have to say hey I'm not there yet you know all right that's fine. We're gonna move yeah. on. We're gonna come back to it. You yeah. know, um, we give each you know each other that grace. But um, in life, <laughs> yeah. unless you're finding friends out there, and of course, if you're you know going back to a family where you've gotten all these bad habits from, it's extremely hard. Yeah. Um, to go back to the same places where you actually had these wounds, you know, you know, created these wounds to fix them, but not impossible. No, you know, no. I'd say it is is possible. You know, from everything that I read, it's extremely hard. You know, even people that are healing, both you know, separately healing in a, in a family that that's very toxic and dysfunctional. You know, coming back together is extremely difficult because it's so triggering and it brings you back to that place. It's not impossible, yeah. but I'm just saying. It seems like it's it's extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, so just going out into the world and finding your community, you know, and finding yeah. people too. You have to put time and effort and energy into finding, you know, people that you want to be around and, and creating the love and the relationship. 
um, this isn't a place that's been easy for me. Yeah. You know, I can understand that, you know, as, as I'm, you know, listening to you speak and I'm, I'm hearing everything I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I actually worked on the active listening for this Whoa. one. So th- I'm probably going to miss <laughs> a couple of points that I, that really like, I got the aha moment inside of my it. head, I love it. <clears throat> but I, I felt more connected. Um, you know, getting back to the, to the boundary aspect. It's, I totally resonated with everything that you were saying because there is such a part inside of me that I was looking for that love and acceptance and I was always, you know, that, that I'm not good enough, I'm not capable enough, I'm not lovable enough, where I would people please and I would clone and I would do all these things. Well, that makes it very hard to put up boundaries for people around you when you're people pleasing and cloning and you know where do you end <clears throat> and where do does the next person begin on top of that the judgmentalness the blaming and the shaming just it's a blurred line yeah who am i blaming yeah who am i shaming who am i being judgmental of yeah. you know and then it goes back down to that next aspect that radical accountability mm. In the end, no matter what our parents taught us, no matter what we saw environmentally, the actions are upon ourselves. Yeah. And it's very hard for you to take an open eye look at all of that, an open minded look at what you have going on without being just vulnerable and compassionate because you're so quick to blame and shame yourself and it makes it that much harder you know trying to find your tribe comes along with the fact of knowing who you are and what you're about Mm -hmm. and if you're blaming yourself and you know yourself and and shaming and, and and being judgmental of who you are you're just dying to fit in with everybody and anybody yeah and that can lead you down a dark road. Yeah, then you very start unhealthy. looking for acceptance, and then you start looking for love in all the wrong places. You start looking for external validation, and then that blurred line of who you actually are. Yeah. You know, you're just blurry. Yeah. You know, who are you? Yeah, and that that is a tormented survival. It is definitely not thriving. Um, you know, but that that part of finding people out there, as long as you know where to look and what you're looking for. And that's you needing to really be in contact with your inner self. Mm, that goes back to that connection of self. Yeah. You know, if you can't connect <clears> to <throat> self, how do you even put out into the world what you want? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I've used this terminology before about being the defined problem. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have battled on a little bit of a cold and I apologize. But it's that when you are the defined problem, you are so quick to dismiss excuse me, who you are and what you're about. So when it comes down to making connection, you immediately go to, I'm not good enough. I have immediately gone to, I am not good enough Mm. because I don't feel good about my inner person, my inner self. And then, you know, what I used to do is I would turn it around and blame my parents. It was all their fault, the way that they raised me, what they gave me, my thoughts, my this, my that, that they put into me. And I would fall into that suit. 
and it's so unhealthy. And where do you think that got you? Like, and I'm not sure if you can answer that question, but it just came up in me as I was listening to you. Where do you think that blaming of your parents got you in your life? What did uh, it get you? It got me addiction. It got me looking for love in all the wrong places, chasing highs, mm. emotional disconnect, disassociation, inability to make friends, um, starvation for attention and for acceptance. The fact that I used to find to bring chaos to a situation where there was none. Mm. because I wanted to be that that center of attention or to be the savior or mm. you know it's it's I, not that I've ever done it but it was like that you know that fireman who sets the fires and yeah. then comes back and puts the fires out yeah. look at me I saved yeah. the world yeah you know yeah. and it's that chaos that I was looking for or that I thrived upon yeah that's where I had and my now where do you feel like the healing journey in that area began for you like how did you unwind that because clearly you can you can vocalize it now and it's amazing that you've been able to get somewhat on the other side of it and I know that you're you know in your process and on your journey right now but to be able to be aware and conscious of it is a huge step so obviously you're on the other side of it somewhat yeah 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 what do you think was the most helpful to you to get there, like, you know, do you understand of when that awareness and consciousness came in at all? Or if you don't, you know, what do you feel now that you do know that, that you're in that place that you just described is something that is, you know, a positive on the other side of it? Yeah. You know, that may be something that you do now that takes you away from that place, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Was it the radical acceptance of self? Like I, <clears throat> I definitely feel that compassion for self self-compassion okay. is huge yeah. um <clears throat> that's such a big part of what we're talking about too and and i'm just i'm i'm gonna put it out there and we we've had this conversation on on multiple levels um you know i'm i'm part of a 12-step program and you know working on addiction and and dealing with things and we have said that a lot of people could use the 12 steps. Oh my gosh, it's so true. We, you know, just, and we just even, went out to dinner last night with not, another couple and had like the best, really the best yeah. night. Um, and that's something that came up between me and, um, you know, the other woman that was at, yeah. you know, was with us. Um, and it was just crazy because she brought it up. And now you're saying it again today. It's that synchronicity, yeah, right? Yeah, and it is. She said it and I was like, whoa. And like, I just couldn't believe it. I stopped for a minute. I'm like, I've said that to Tim so We've many times. We've talked about this. We've had this conversation she so many times. She just said it last night. It was like so crazy that, you know, obviously we're not the only people that think that. And it is that, <clears throat> you know, it is that fact that, you know, blaming turns into resentment. Resentment turns into anger. And that's that, that's that part where it, that's not healthy in a relationship. You know, and it's that fact of really having communication, talking about things that are going on and being able to work through situations respectfully and appropriately 
where you're not cursing at each other, you're not, you know, sh- you know, hanging up or slamming doors, which I've resorted back to because it was like a childhood that I went back to when I had yeah. my breakdown. When we would have arguments, I would run and I would get into my, you know, into a fetal position. I'd slam the door or hang up the phone when, yeah. when I didn't get my way. Yeah. And it's like that, that childish mentality that's yeah. coming out because that's, that's where I resort back to. Yeah, well, I think a lot of times that I, I see that in... And, and people, you know, when they're, you know, either triggered or they go back to a place, you know, where their emotional, you know, um, maturity ended. I yeah. mean, I can see, you know, in different people that I, you know, am around sometimes with different, you know, issues and problems that come up, you know, that it's like I can, like I can see the age of them being so much younger, and sometimes yeah. a child. Yeah. And this yeah. isn't you and I, you know, yeah. where I've actually spoken about this, you know, where, you know, originally when I was triggered by your breakdown, where you couldn't be there for me, um, and that was literally it. You yeah. Know? It was yeah. just that you didn't have any room. You were going through your own stuff, um, and that triggered me to feel like an infant. Yeah. And I couldn't care for myself. And I've talked about it, you know, and I knew that it wasn't rational that I could do it, but I actually felt that way. It triggered me to the infancy because of when I was yeah. abandoned by my father. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of times this happens. So you see this, you know, sometimes in breakups and in, you know, love relationships or in, you know, all sorts of different things in life where we're triggered back to a place when we stopped mm. growing emotionally. Um, and that's really difficult, but that, that is where you can do the work. So you can use that as information. Yes. You know, if you're in a place of growth, if you're in a place of you're on your journey and you really want to do this work to be the cycle breaker in your family or, you know, um, stop the cycle of the generational trauma, or if you're just really on that journey where, you know, you just want to. Um, connect more to self and live a yeah. more authentic life. If you have this pull, if your calling is to do this work, um, that's when you can take that information and say, I can put a little light here. Yeah, This is where I need to do some, yeah. some of my work. You know, you just put some intentional energy there. Um, you know, when I go to yoga, I put my intentional energy into letting the negative past emotions in me go. Yeah. It's very intentional. And I've been doing that for you know, going on two years now in the yoga practice that I'm at um, currently. And it's amazing. It's made such a difference in my life. That's the intention. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then there's all sorts of other stuff that goes along of with course, it, like the hard course. work and all that. But, you know, set your intention. You know, set your intention. Um, you know, t- talking today about blame, shame, and forgiveness. You know, there's a certain part that you, Tim, have been setting for yourself the intention of forgiving self. You know, this is a part of your process. And I was, you know, joking before we did this uh, podcast when we were talking about how, you know, setting it up and the different things when we were putting it together. And I said, I feel like this is your love child. (laughs) (laughs) It it really, it really is. And and it is, it is that exact, that, that part of having the compassion for self and so getting back to the to the question that you had asked about being sure. able to do the work. Absolutely. And I had brought up about the 12 steps. It's that fact of, you know, going through the steps of recognizing, you know, that I am powerless. You know, that there is a greater being than myself. Mm. And it's not 
another person over here that I'm idolizing or cloning. Yeah. yeah. They're not putting nobody on a pedestal. Yeah. Um, you know, and no and need for idols. No. Yeah. No. And then you know, the fact of really recognizing the resentments that you have to the people that have hurt you. Yeah. Because in turn, you want to be able to forgive them so that you're not carrying the weight of those issues. And then very shortly after that is asking for the forgiveness for your shortcomings, for your character defects that you have put into everybody else. It's hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's that forgiveness Mm -hmm. and forgiving. Yeah. You cannot, cannot hold forgiveness over someone in the expectation of yeah. getting forgiveness back. Yeah. See, the forgiveness <clears throat> for self is all-encompassing of that. Yeah. Yes. So that's yes. really the key. You know, you can forget, and this is this is this is big for me. Just really big for me personally. Going back to what I was saying earlier with my mother. Yeah. Um, the idea that I'm looking to you know not just forgive but the understanding that i want to be able to you know feel that um the sorry or the you know what i mean this want for somebody else to give me like you know the asking of forgiveness that is the part for me that would hold me back. Yeah. You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because I'm looking <laughs> for reciprocity there. Yeah. But that doesn't always come. Yeah. Now listen, it's different with me and you, right? We're actively participating in this together and yes. there's repress- reciprocity where we're, we're bringing it back and forth. But the idea that you can forgive others without them asking for the forgiveness without them giving that gift yeah. to you you giving the forgiveness yourself yeah yeah to self yeah it's all encompassing yes yes so it's included it's like that i i say that it's like what well, we have it all inside of us right yeah now. yeah it's that holding the door for somebody mm-hmm. am i holding the door for them or am I holding the door for myself exactly. to give out? I'm not exactly. looking for anything in return. Exactly. And if organically that happens, wonderful. This is so if huge. If it doesn't, I can release myself yeah. from the bonds that I've put myself in yes. for forgiving somebody for their yes. actions. So I just want <clears> to bring this up because this is so true. And it just hit me really hard that... The end of last podcast, you know, I had asked you a question and you really blew my mind with, you know, opening up and being so, you know, vulnerable and um, giving of self and this idea that you felt that you wanted to extend the apologies and ask for forgiveness for your ex-wife. Yeah. And I just really found it so beautiful. And everything that you said was just so amazing and so vulnerable and so raw. And really it was just, I just felt so much love coming from you. And, you know, I wrestled with that all week because the idea of how beautiful it was and how touching it was. And that was the immediate instinct. I was like, I'm just, I just, you know, I have so much love for you, but it just brought so much love to me from you and I could feel it, but I just kept feeling uncomfortable with it. And what we're talking about right now is why, because all week I have been thinking, what 
is it that I'm not able to do to give that to the people that have hurt me? Because I understand that the two of you had a relationship where there was a lot of hurt from the other side too. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So this idea that you were so open and willing to give this beautiful amount of um, love and energy to feel sorrowful for your part in what you did yeah. um, just seems so beautiful to me. But I think, like I said, why I was wrestling with it is what was inside of me was that's something that I want. It came out as so much beauty, but yet like what you had brought up about the idea of you don't need to ask for forgiveness for somebody else to expect that you're going to get back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that is kind of the place, like I said, you know, with my mother, like I I know that I have a lot of pain and hurt that I have put out with my mother and like even that idea that I still have all of these, you know, feelings that are, you know, angry um, but to ask for that forgiveness to me seems like hard because there's so much pain the other direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So kind of like the idea that I need to give myself that, you know, when the other person's not. So we'll really, go, we'll go please, back. Please go ahead. So did you hear everything I heard I exactly saying? what you're saying and we're going to go yeah. back to but exactly. But it was so inspiring, yeah. like what you had said last time. And we haven't talked about that at all this week. Um, we've had some time to talk, but we, we talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I haven't brought that one up, but it no, was something that stayed that. with me but, all week. You know, going back to what we were talking about earlier about that, that infinity symbol that's between two yeah. different people. Yeah. It's that light inside of self. Yeah. If you don't have the compassion, yeah. the forgiveness yeah. for self, yeah. that reciprocity yeah. that you give back and forth is very hard to yeah. have the flow. Yeah. Like we had said, that that light inside of you that you're sending that energy forward, yes. if it's dark or if it's dimmed or if it's yeah. not you know, flowing appropriately, you're never going to get that. No, it's beautiful. And it makes me think of the word integrity. Yeah. 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 Because what is, what are we doing? What are we giving? And for what purpose? Yeah. Self-benefit? More layers are getting unpeeled. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And once we let that out, we have the ability to really just let go of that pain and that suffering. And it does have to start with whom we have hurt first because we can't go up to somebody and ask them, can you give me an apology for doing this, this, and this? They're going to be like, uh, who are you and what are you talking about? You know, it's like you, you might not necessarily get what you're looking for. It does go in the same pathway in the opposite direction. You really need to be careful, you know, who you do because you don't want to do more harm than good. But, you know, people are more willing to accept an apology than they are to just oh, yeah. outwardly give. Yeah, no, it, that definitely makes sense to me, you know, for but sure. But it's by you putting that out there, yeah. you're working on the collective. Because that's the only thing the that we have responsibility for yeah. is our own self, you know. Yeah. I mean, we can ask other people to meet us there, you know, and that's lovely, you yeah. know. But we can't, we have to... Um, Detach from the expectation, yeah, completely. Otherwise, we're just causing ourselves more pain. Oh, so which is, agree. I think, that so is definitely agree. the place that I was sitting in for so long. It was more of like a neutral place because I don't really feel like I have anger, anger per se. Yeah, you know, I really don't. I would say, you know, when it comes to my mother, that's the only person that when I actually 
do the work that I still feel a little bit of anger. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. probably why I attached like that idea that I felt shame because I don't want to feel angry to anybody. Yeah, I get um, that. And I don't I really feel, and I've been hurt by a lot of people in my life, you know, um, definitely my father, you know. Yeah. But I don't feel anger towards him. I mean, he's passed on now, and I don't know if that might have something to do with it. But, um, you know, I don't feel anger for, I don't really feel like I feel anger for any living people per se. Yeah. You know, like really that I can think of that have done, you know, things to me, and there's been plenty, and I've been hurt, you know, a lot. Um, But I do feel that little tinge of anger when it comes to my mother a little bit. Yeah. So... Um, you know, anyway, yeah, a lot of work I got to do. No, I mean, (laughs) I forgot where I started on that one. I apologize. No, that's it's okay. But it's, it's that fact of trying to break free from the bonds that hold you down from really putting out, you know, your, your, your forgiveness. And, and it is that part that when you hold on to that anger for somebody who's around you. You know, it's very tough for you to really have that full flow of forgiveness. Yeah. And and then yeah. you got the shame gotcha. on yourself yeah. because you're not giving that because you yeah. don't want to hold the resentments. Yeah. yeah, that's where I was thinking. Yes, because those resentments thinking. turn into, you know, other emotions and feelings that are yes. usually negative yeah. yep. and they go against people that don't mm-hmm. necessarily deserve yes. it. So I was staying in that neutral place in my mind, so to say, but I wasn't also extending the idea of my sorrow for my part I was withholding that for the most part and staying in that neutral place because I was holding that other side hostage and this is the part where I am in my process where I have to understand that that forgiveness for myself is asking for forgiveness in those places and in turn that will help me take the forgiveness that and the apology that I'll probably never get yeah maybe never get probably never get from some but you know that idea that I can still give it to myself that it's all encompassing so by me holding back my apologies I'm also holding back the the apologies that I'll never get that feeling for myself yes yes I I hear exactly what you're saying and and it just totally resonates because that's when you go into those moments where the shame gets to be a little bit great that you know you're not forgiven the people and then all of a sudden yeah there goes the guard yeah the vulnerabilities out the window, you stop peeling the layers, your progression has ended, and then one more thing hits and you're running right back into that childhood fetal position yeah. where you felt semi-comfortable, yeah. but you 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 don't want to be back in there. And that's so hard. Yeah, this is so all really hard, hard work. I yeah, mean, you yeah. Know. So for all of you out there, any of you still listening? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. Um, yeah. You know, these topics are definitely not easy. They're yeah. definitely not easy. You know? And it's, it's having that, you know, and I'll just say it over again. It, it's just that support system around you, whether it be a therapist, whether it be a family member, though, whether it be a spouse or, you know, a, a significant other, close friends, you know, whatever the case may be, it's that fact that to have that support working through it. Well, this is such a huge thing that we've been talking about a lot lately, not just me and you, Tim, but like a lot of the people that we've been coming in contact Uh, with 
Finding community. Yeah, yeah. Finding community. That's why we did the last podcast. Finding community. It's so yeah. huge. I mean, this is a big thing, you know, as we go out there and, you know, Tim and I and, and where we are and on our path and in our process is a big, big amount of our energy right now is going to finding our community. Yeah. Um, so we've been really, you know, hitting the roads with that. And that is continuing to come up. Yeah. You know, how hard it's been for people because obviously we're finding our community of people around our ages you know we're obviously you know on the second the second half of life as Richard Rohr says right the second stage yeah um so finding community at this stage seems to be across the board hard for everybody that keeps coming up over and over again when it's brought up and how hard it is um you know I was recently in a group of women that we're having a conversation. It was just, you know, a smaller group of women. Um, but we were all talking, you know, about, um, you know, there was, there was a, a few different ages. So there was some ages that were younger, you know, definitely not at the second half yet, but quite a few that were, you know, the second half. And one thing across the board for the women that were in the older group, you know, one person in the group said that they had no friends. You know, it was Man. really, really tough, and 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 it it hurt me to hear that. Yeah. Um. But that seemed to be the general consensus that most people, and wow. these are all women now, um, did not feel like they had close connections with, you know, anybody. But you know, especially other women. You know, when you're a woman, you know, a woman, yeah. you're, there's women things that we deal with. Obviously, that are different than men. You know, same with men having, you know, um you know, different, different things that just go along with men, but it was really hard for me to hear that. And it definitely seemed to be something that, you know, continued to go on. And, you know, from the younger generation, you know, the younger, but not totally young generation seemed to be that it is a progressive thing that even they understood the fact that they barely saw their friends man you know that that months could go by before they were really making these connections and so if you think about that and then you think about the years that go on if you're not feeding a relationship right yeah then where is the relationship now you're in your second half and there's nobody there yes so it seems like it is a progressive thing and it's definitely more difficult if you're not being proactive yes, as yeah. a younger person and just yeah. the fact that people change too, that you need to be putting that constant energy out there yeah. to form a relationship, that relationships take time. Um, you know, so there's, yeah, there's definitely a lot there. Yeah. And it's, you know, having that, that aspect of reaching out and trying to find community, it's so hard once again, and, you know, just go back to the whole process and the whole thought, thought process of the podcast is the fact that if we're so quick to blame ourselves and to judge ourselves and not really be authentic self, it's going to be real hard to try and find people of like-minded, like, like-minded thought processes that you're going to be off, that you're not going to be able to really make that deeper connection. As I've said, I'm, I was superficial, you know, because I, I didn't connect to the deeper the deeper part and that takes work to get yeah. into there yeah. you know and it doesn't work is not putting yourself down or making yourself feel bad for where you are or what's going on yeah. what the hard work should be is how to heal through it and make it healthy yeah 
and finding a, a community that will have your back and be there to hear you, to partake in, to, you know, just to show up. Yeah. But you need to show up for others too. Yeah. It is a two-way street. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and I'm not saying tit for tat. I'm just saying Well, that. reciprocity. Yes, you know, So if exactly. you're looking for compassion, you need to give compassion. And I yes. think that's a good point because I was trying to think in my head, like how could I tie it up on what I would say um, would be a place to start to find um, compassion <sighs> to help heal these ideas, right? Oof. So you have to give it to receive it, right? Yeah. Um, You know, so going out there in places, you know, and I'm just bringing it back to self and, you know, you know, the way I've, you know, lived and what, what I'm going through. When I go to a space and I'm looking for connection and I'm just going back in my brain to the different places that you and I have been going, Tim, either separately or together. We do thing, many things separately and a lot of things together as well. Um, I can feel the energy if there's compassion in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can feel the energy if there's compassion. You know, you and I do a lot of um, spiritual, holistic healing. So that is the type of practices that, you know, we usually find ourselves in the community, whether it be different types of um, meditation or, um, you know, we do Tai Chi and we do yoga. We, you know, these practices of kind of those holistic type ideas, but we all spend a lot of time in nature. You yeah. know, we've done yeah. kayaking clubs and, um, lots of hiking and, and birding. We meet people on a birding, you know, even photography yeah. that we're both yeah. involved yeah. in. So there's a, you know, and you can feel when the energy is full of compassion. And I, and I'm not going to say that just because we go into a place that's holistic, you know, or spiritual sense that is always compassionate because we got a rude awakening we got a rude 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 awakening didn't we tim oh and the judgments were flying i know to think that you would just find that there that it would just be readily available and then both of us kind of looking at each other like all right we're not feeling so great healing circles are not necessarily always healing you can find many many spiritual dysfunctional you know situations out there so you really have to be aware and this is unfortunate but it's the way it goes it's life you know so you have to be you know really look within and 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 you know be aware of what's going on so don't just go along with something because and and that goes back it's claiming to be a spiritual yeah (laughs) it goes back to that whole being confident in yourself having strong self-esteem and and knowing who you are and what you're about you'll be able to pick things out and say that just doesn't align with my core yeah you know, and it doesn't need to be on a judgmental basis. It, no, it could just be, be on a recognition, a reality basis, yeah. showing up as your authentic self. Yeah. Does my authentic self feel comfortable here? Yeah. No? Okay. I got to go. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, it's That is the, that key component to recognize the two of them. Take your own side. Yeah. Take your own side. This is something that I'm really sitting with lately. Yeah. Taking my own side. Stand for yourself and know yeah. who you are. Yep. Oh. Well, this is a big one. Thanks yeah. for joining us, guys. Do we have any idea what we're doing next week? Did we talk about no. that? No, no, we have not. I know I have a bunch on the queue that I've been working yeah. on. My my page is like twenty pages long at this yeah. point. I've just been we were talking about sleep. what is love. That was um, great, but that's that a one was hard just, one. I um, think I think one thing that I had done quite a bit of research on, and I can you know present it to you this week and see what you think. But is the um, it's one that I've wanted to do for a while. It's probably my love child, right? Um, 
oh my gosh, it was emotional manipulation. Ooh, right? Yeah, That's one that I that talk one. about a lot and I've done, yeah. I have pages written on yeah. this. So maybe we could do that one Absolutely. coming up soon. You know, and it really will depend on how everything goes. We like yeah. to bring whatever we're going through. You know, we feel like that's, yeah, that's I think, the most passionate. I think passionate, that, would be, that but, would be good. It would be good follow-up to this one here, but unless something else pops up, but we'll... Uh, we're excited it. for the next right. podcast already. I'll get ready for my love child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, thank you guys for joining us so much. We, uh, of course, like we have said, we appreciate all the positive feedback. We've gotten some amazing feedback this week. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful feedback. So appreciative. Um, yeah. It was really great. We didn't get into any of it, but um, but we really, really do appreciate it. Tim and I have had many conversations about it this week. So yeah. it's been And great. once again, it's just such a, a gratitude for, you know, people giving feedback um, and, you know, for people listening because it really does mean so much to be able to express vulnerably what we have going on. And, you know, you think about it, usually people listen, they're listening because there's a purpose that they want to learn, grow and heal. And that in itself feels so good that people just want to survive and they want to, you know, come out of this dark world that we're in in a good place yeah. and really stand up tall on their own two feet. Want to survive and thrive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to us for another week. And we'll see you guys soon. Thank you for joining us. Jen and I look forward to sharing more of our healing journey with you.